Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Busy weekend in sports, busy week ahead with the Bucks headed to the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. I'll be on my way to do that as well. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, let's start with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Breaking news, Steve Bursnick. Late Sunday evening, the Tampa Bay Lightning made a trade. They have dealt for Tanner Janot from the Nashville Predators for Cal Foot And get this haul of draft picks, a first-rounder in 2025, a second rounder in 2024, a third and a fifth, I believe, in 2023. And a fourth. And a fourth. So it's, oh, okay, so second, third, and fourth, and fifth. So a third, fourth, fifth and, and fifth in 23. Yep. In 23. That's a, that's a pile of draft picks. Um, and Cal Foot, of course, has been with this club for a while, former first-round pick himself. What do you know about uh, about Tanner? And I guess um, they're in control of him at least for for the, uh, a little while, right? Well, he's making uh, what he's making eight hundred fifty thousand this year, but his cap hits eight hundred thousand. Uh, but he's uh, a restricted free agent at the end of this year, so uh, they'll have control of him for at least one more season. Uh, his qualifying offer next year, I think, would be eight hundred ninety-two thousand, so not a huge increase at this point. Uh, but they must like him to give up five draft picks and Cal Foot for him. He's a tough guy who led the league in fights last year with 14. Oh, wow. He's tied for third this year with nine. Um, if you like hockey fights, he's a tough guy. But he's more than that. He also scored 24 goals last season. Um, oh. He's a he's a right or left winger. So it's, it's help on the bottom six, basically, for the Lightning. Um, but he's another grind-it guy, uh, guy that, you know, in the playoffs – is it going to take crap from anybody? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of what, you know, think in the past, you you know, you've got Chernak that kind of does that. You've got Maroon, but Luke Shen in the right, past right. kind of had that role too during the playoffs. Um, you remember the one season against the Islanders in the playoffs, there was some bad blood brewing and you saw it was Maroon and Bogosian and Luke Shen just going back and forth at the center ice during warmups, basically right. telling Matt Martin and others on the Islanders, knock it off. This ain't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you need those guys in the playoffs. No, but he's a guy who had 24 goals last season. Uh, been down a little bit. Gets a lot of penalty minutes. Of course, when you get uh, into fights, you're going to do that. He's uh, fourth in the NHL this year when hits at 213 of them. So a huge physical presence as a forward for the Lightning. A lot to give up, uh, but you have control of him for another year too. So it's not like he's a you know unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. So well. I mean, look, Julian uh, Breesbaugh hasn't missed on many of these deals in the last couple of years. Um, Nick Paul comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Brendan Hagel. Brendan Hagel has been terrific, uh, and and they had you know they they re-signed Paul to an extension. Hagel they're still under control of. So, look, the question was going to be if they were going to be able to do anything because of their salary cap situation. So, they managed to add right mm-hmm. with subtracting a bunch of draft picks and Cal Foot who. Foot just hadn't really made um, the strides that they had hoped when they drafted him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's never been able to crack the top six defensemen here. Um, mm-hmm. Just doesn't seem fast enough. 
just doesn't have the skating that that this Lightning team needs and expects. I mean, you see up and down the roster, the Lightning can fly up and down the ice. Yeah. And Calfoot just never seemed to have the foot speed and could never get that up to where it was a serviceable level for this team. So uh, maybe a fresh start in Nashville will help him. Uh, he's, a, I believe he's a restricted free agent at the end of this year as well. So, um, you know, it'll be – look, a fresh start sometimes can help players when they kind of get stuck. You know, you've got, you've got a team fighting for the Stanley Cup, and it has been for many years now. And, and so they've got defensemen that have fit their style, can go up and down the ice, and Calfoot just never was able to really crack that on a consistent level. You know, played pretty much when – guys were hurt or just wanted to get him a game just to you know keep him fresh but uh hopefully a, a fresh start for him will be good foot speed i see what you did there um and then uh, listen these the last two lightning games have been shall we say polar opposites uh in many ways what they did what andre vasilevsky did the other night against detroit in detroit where the red wings had sort of had their number a little bit of late um was was as good – it was playoff Vassy, right? Um, I've heard of playoff – this was playoff Vassy. He absolutely stole a game where he saved damn near 50 shots. Um, and the Lightning – I don't know if they reached 20, Steve. I mean, they win this game 3 to nothing on an empty net or the last goal. But, I mean, Detroit dominated this game. He, he was razor sharp. He was playoff sharp. And, it, and I was sitting there watching this, and I was saying – I think I said to my wife, I go – and this is why, no matter what, the Stanley Cup's going to run right through this team, right here, because that goaltender in big games, and, and it wasn't like Detroit was the biggest game, but, man, he was on. Um, and when he is, he, he literally can beat anybody almost by himself, almost without help. And that was, has he played many games better than that? I mean, he's probably made flashier saves, or he's probably, mm-hmm. but... He was just so incredible that you just were and you were just reminded of like, wow, this guy, what would the light where would they be? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to quantify what he means to this hockey team, but my goodness, where would they be without him? Well, just remember back to Thursday night against Buffalo when he gives up six goals yeah. and, and they lose six to five, which that broke a string of hundred and seventy five straight games the Lightning had scored five or more goals in, in one. Oh wow. That was an NHL best wow. ever. Mm. The next closest was the Maple Leafs in the 1960s, who won 138 straight. And Vazzy was not happy with the performance. John Cooper alluded to, I think Elliot was going to start Saturday in Detroit, and and Vazzy was going to get the game Sunday in Pittsburgh. But Vazzy wanted, wanted to play back out there. He wanted to yeah. play. I mean, when when he, the one thing about Vazzy when he puts out a subpar performance i'm not even say he had a bad performance against buffalo because how many how many of those were breakaways well yeah now you know sometimes he'll stop one or two of those and help you there was one goal kind of leaked through him that one i I know he would want back Uh, but you know the team basically the team let him down in front of him but he he was not happy with his performance and when he's comes out of a bad performance or a subpar one look out and that's what he showed in detroit Stopping forty-five saves for a shutout. He was he was incredible that game, and and you know the Lightning needed that because they they weren't generating as much offense or anything as they had hoped to. And Detroit's a desperate team. Same with Pittsburgh, who they faced on Sunday. Yeah. I mean those are teams right. fighting for playoff berths. 
Pittsburgh's you know been to sixteen straight playoffs and they're on the cut, cut line. They're on, you know on the borderline right now. You could almost see that coming. I mean, a back to back right uh, against a, a, a desperate team like Pittsburgh, like you said, mm-hmm. twenty two hours between without start pass. times with the travel in between. Yeah, Elliott in that, mm-hmm. um, and, and he was not sharp. But then again, here's where I would be concerned if I was the Lightning, and there's still a long way to go before the playoffs and all that. Is that to to me, and I I have no data, no empirical analysis here over the last two, three years, whatever. But it seems to me they had gotten away from these high-scoring, you know. There seems to have been too many of these games with six goals, mm-hmm. even seven, mm-hmm. and you know, several, multiple uh, six-goal games. That's not how you win in the postseason. That's really mm-hmm. not how you should win in the regular season. When they're doing that, they're not playing the way they know they need to play. And so I would be a little concerned that they're not – sticking to what has made them, you know, two-time Stanley Cup champs and two of the Stanley Cup three years in a row. Um, they've got to button that up somehow. Now, I don't know if that's because, you know, Victor Hedman, uh, when he when he's engaged and wants to play like he did the other night, he's phenomenal, and then some nights he's not. If there's pieces missing, obviously they missed Eric Chernick for a couple games. Yeah, he was um, – mi- don't forget, he was missing this weekend. Yeah. He was suspended so two for games two right games. There. Yep. Yeah. But, you know – and you're talking about the last three Stanley Cup runs and how it defends. Let's not forget, they're still trying to figure out how to play without McDonough and Ruda. Yeah, they are. You're right. I mean, those right. are two big pieces they're replacing this year. And yeah, absolutely. they haven't figured out how to get to that style yet. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've been serviceable this year as a team. Oh, yeah. But it, it's not as good. But you lost McDonough and Ruda. Yeah. You know, and, and so, I mean, Nick Perbix has been a nice addition. But he's still a rookie, and he's not McDonough or, or you know, or Bruda. I mean, so it's they're still trying to figure it out. In, in in Sunday's game, you know, they were actually playing okay. I think Pittsburgh was controlling play, but you're in the back to back in this, and then it fell apart for five minutes in the second period. I mean, you know, they scored six straight goals mm-hmm. in the sixth period, and and just oh, in the yeah. second period, and it was just. It was horrible. Yeah, it was just, you know, Cooper talked about it. He goes, I don't, that doesn't happen very often. Mm. He goes, and it's, you know, it's horrible to be a part of, but, you know, their problem this year, uh, the defense is part of it, but they have not been a good road team this year, which is uncharacteristic. Like at home, they're 22, 4, and 3. They've been really good at home. They're 15, 14, and 1 on the road. They're just one game above 500. Yeah, and that's not what they've been in the past. Mm-mm. You know, I can look it up real quick here. Like last year, they were twenty four, fifteen, and two on the road. So nine games above five hundred. Nine games over, yeah, yeah. Um, the year before, of course, it was a short season, the fifty six game season. But they went fifteen, ten, and three on the road. So five games above five hundred. You know, they just they haven't played as well on the road this year. At yeah. home they've been great. You know, you have no yeah, complaints. Better than great. Was it sixteen straight games with a point at least or something like that? Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's it you know, and, and in the playoffs we know it's it's you know, they're gonna have to win some games on the road. Particularly as as of right now. I mean, they're gonna start the first two series, presumably, and that's assuming they get to a second one, but if they're the three seed 
assuming they win and assuming Boston wins the other one, you're going to, you know, have, you know, four road games in those first two series. Yeah. And then we'll see after that, you know, presumably if right. the playoffs go the way the Lightning hope or and should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've taken that path before. I mean, I, w- I would not be that, like I said, I think the postseason is a different animal. They make it. It's, it's always great to have home ice, but um, unless you get to a game seven, that's not necessarily going to be a big factor for them. And but Sunday, ways, Sunday night said, was weird because normally when they – they're pretty good at containing those – you know, there there are runs. points in games where the run of play will be the other team, mm-hmm. but they're pretty good about containing it. And and there may be a lot of shots, and maybe even a goal or two. And right. they don't usually, I don't want to say fall apart, but collapse. You know, give up six goals or you know what was it four goals in three oh nine, right? You know, I mean that's that's very unlike them. And you know, but it's good thing it's game fifty nine, and you got time to. To figure that out, and you know, as Stamco said afterwards, we'll look at the tape, figure out what happened, and you know, they're pretty good self-correcting teams. So, yeah, yeah, and and then the other night, um, you know, to your point, like they gave up some goals. I mean, Buffalo had a two-goal lead several times. They would score, then give up a goal within a minute or two after that, and they took that game to overtime and lost. But like that was a gritty effort, you know. Even though there's a lot of goals scored, they stayed in it, and mm-hmm. you know. So unfortunate there was, I thought, what was a hooking call that didn't get called and then, on you know, should have been called on, against Stamkos and then the guy went down there on a breakaway and scored. So, yeah, this is this this was not the type of game you're used to seeing, especially a period like like the second period. It just goes from two to one to, to what it became was was just a, a runaway. Um, but they're, you know, they're still trying to change their club, get better. Breeze Ball's making deals. I mean, you know, it's – uh it's sort of been their MO, and, and we'll see where they end up going uh, the rest of the season. We'll get to the, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks here in just a minute. They've got the combine coming up. Jason Light, Todd Bowles up there. First, I wanted to remind you guys of how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating installer solar systems now for 12 years. There's all these fly-by-night companies out there. Beware of them, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. All those guys up there on the roof, those are Billy Mays guys. You know exactly who's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727 817- 819-2862 and schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, I'm headed to Indy Freeze Annapolis, which it turns out it's not that cold. Um, 
I think that maybe the low is going to be somewhere in the 40s over the next couple of days. That's not bad there. at all. No. Could, uh, believe me, I... So Indy's one of those places, because of the NFL combine I've going to for so many years, I mean, over 25 years probably this time every year, um, it's, uh, it's the perfect town for this, right? Because it's a walking city, if you will. There's a good number of sky bridges, but then there are always those times where you have to get out in the cold. And because of where it's located in the central United States, um, way above the Mason-Dixon line, so... So there are days, there's been days before I've been in Indy where it started out and it was beautiful. It was sunny. And then the rain came. It was just raining. And then it was sleeting. And then by the end of the night, it was just pounding snow. It was like, wait a minute. What a schizo kind of climate you guys have here. I got all four in the same day. Um, and that's literally the way it can be. You can you know be slipping on ice or or whatever. Um, but it's it's... You know, there's so many hotels. It's a convention city, really. Um, they completely gouge you for prices and everything like that. And, of course, every steak place known to man, and then a few that are only known for Indianapolis, like St. Elmo's, is right there. And the most bizarre thing is, I think I've talked about the combine before, is that <clears throat> you can be walking down the street, and you will see everybody. Well, some teams are keeping their coaches back now. But generally speaking, you will see the who's who of the NFL, and not just coaches. Every front office guy, like GMs, hell, Jerry Jones, right? Um, owners and, and different things at times. And then, of course, all the agents are there because they're meeting with the general managers about their clients who are about to become free agents. And I don't want to say there's tampering going on in those steakhouses, but there's some conversations. What? Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. There could be. There could be, you know. And I'm not advocating this because I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, maybe maybe a Jason Light would say hi to Don Yee who represented Tom Brady. And, oh, by the way, you got Jimmy Garoppolo, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you know what? We may be calling you later, you know. Um, that sort of thing happens. So, yeah, some backroom deals for sure. Uh, because right after the combine, we're only, what, a couple weeks away, uh, the – NFL free agent negotiating period starts March 13th on the 15th of March at 4 p.m. That's when Adam Schefter comes on and goes, according to my sources, here are all the big deals. I'm going to get breathless because i got about 40 of them stuck up here that I've known about. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. You know, and he'll go right, and he'll, he won't stop for an hour telling you who all is signed with whom because these deals have been in the works for three days. So we've got fun on, on the horizon. And, and look, this is like an important week, okay, couple of weeks really for the Bucks because of the transition they're in with no Tom Brady who is retired who filed his papers it looks like 56 point something million dollars over the salary cap they've got to make some decisions and some moves with their players and if not renegotiating renegotiating with a few of them to get some salary cap space they might just be cutting players and I suspect that's going to be you know done and it's going to be done to some guys that uh, Tampa fans have known and been part of the Super Bowl teams and things like that. So you have to meet with those agents this week if you're Jason Light and Todd Bowles. And also, not for nothing, man, but like we talked to Todd Bowles the day after they lost to the Dallas Cowboys, right? And it was all about the Cowboys and, you know, mostly about that game and, um, you know, sort of how they needed to come back with a different mindset, a different attitude, a different culture he was trying to build. Well, now we know that he went on and, and 
either fired or retired about nine coaches and they have systematically kind of built that staff back up. But we haven't really talked to Todd about, Hey, you know, what went wrong and why did you fire these guys instead of those guys? Right. They, um, the two guys that were left on the staff were both in charge of the run game, right? The running backs coach, Joe Gilbert, the run game coordinator, um, as well. Uh, and, and I, I just think, you know, it's interesting when you do evaluations, like you're trying to figure out, okay, whether it's the receivers coach, right? Like, what did he do wrong? Like, what what was what was it specifically? And I don't know that they're going to share all that with us, um, but it is interesting to me that you had so many changes. Now we know he wasn't allowed to bring in any of his own coaches, but Byron Leftwich has taken a hit here, and I know you know that. I think it's clear that Bruce Arians, for one, is upset. Of sort of like the narrative that. You know, Byron didn't get it done or, you know, they're hiring all these guys who are nice guys, right? Well, Byron was a nice guy too. Um, These were all good coaches. Remember, they won a Super Bowl. There's only been two in franchise history, right? And this coaching staff, much of it that was just let go uh, several weeks ago, January 19th, they were all Super Bowl champions. They all had rings on their fingers. And now there's a bunch of new coaches. And so we'll have a chance, hopefully, to sit down and talk to some more of their position coaches, guys like Brad Idzik, for example, and maybe some others if they come through Indianapolis while I'm still there. Who knows? Um, and then the other thing that's that's big about this week is you've got to look at players, right? Um, free agents and the draft, which is around the corner. And this is really about evaluating guys for the draft. Now, they pick 19th as it stands today, unless they were to change that, move up, move down, whatever. And they have a lot of needs. And so, you know, you look at this football team and you say, well, last year they were dominated up front on the offensive line. So could they use an offensive lineman? Sure. What happens if you wave Donovan Smith for cap reasons? Well, now you need a left tackle or a right tackle and move worse. Or, you know, do you need a guard because you haven't settled the left guard spot? Um, You know, you look at defensive line or pass rushers if you will Shaq Barrett's coming back off an Achilles injury don't know exactly where he's going to be at the start of training camp but you got nothing out of you know some of the other guys you know Joe Tryon Shawinka for example and so you need to fortify both sides of the line for starters Uh, your secondary is going to be different because a bunch of those guys are free agents including Jamel Dean who you might franchise we don't know yet they have another week or so to decide that so lots of decisions are going to be made or talked about, um, you know, in the various <laughs> various uh, watering holes around Indianapolis, shall we say, uh, in steak dinners that they will be having. And they also, you know, every evening they interview, you know, prospective college draft picks too. So it, it's, a, it's a busy time, a busy week that's going to lead into stuff that's um, even more important down the road. And among the players, and I won't get a chance to see him while I'm there because I'll be I'll be coming home before Saturday. I believe it's Saturday or Friday when the quarterbacks actually uh, work out. Steve, the most perplexing player, and maybe the most I should say intriguing player in this draft, at least in the first round, might be Anthony Richardson from Florida. It it might no be. one knows quite what to make of him, right? Right, because just the. The stats and the what he did at Florida, 
You wouldn't mm-hmm. even consider him a first round potential. No. No. But you see the intangibles, you see the skill set, you see mm-hmm. the flashes mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. And it's very intriguing. I think whether he goes in the first round or, you know, second or third, wherever he goes, I think a lot of his success is going to depend on where he goes. I think you're right. Who's coaching him, the system. How soon he has to play. And, and how soon he has to play. I, I think he's one that you take him. He's not starting week one this year. No. No, if that's your plan, you probably shouldn't have drafted him. Unless he just absolutely earns it in camp. But it's not your plan mm-hmm. going in. No. You know, now he no. may play some this year. He may end up starting this year, but I think mm-hmm. I think his success will depend more so than any of the other quarterbacks in this draft on on who takes him in the system and the plan. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: he, you mentioned the talent, and of course, you know, I mean, listen, the quarterback position, the value of that position is always overdrafted, right? Because teams are always searching for that next guy, um, and very few teams have you know, the Patrick Mahomes is of the world. And Patrick Mahomes was another one of those really talented guys that had a big upside. No one was quite sure what you were going to get early in his career. And Kansas City was, when they traded up for him, they were, they were fortunate that they had a guy named Alex Smith that they didn't need to play Patrick Mahomes right away. In fact, I think he didn't play it to the last week of the regular season in some mop-up duty. And look what they ended up with, right? The best quarterback in the NFL. Josh Allen was another guy that was drafted a little later in the first round. Everybody knew his talent, small school, weren't really sure, and and look where he's at. So the thing about Richardson that intrigues me, like when I watch him, first of all, he's an incredible athlete. Like his his ability to run, um, and, and it's not that he looks to run all the time because he's not really doing that as much, um, but he can do it. And he's he's just a tremendously fast and powerful athlete. The other thing is, with the flick of a wrist, this guy has a what they call a big league arm, right? Like he can, he can throw the ball as far and as hard as you need to. And the problem has been accuracy. You know, the problem has been just playing the quarterback position, right, from the pocket or anywhere else for that matter. Um, you know, can you? And and I remember, you know, just you know, in the last couple of weeks. Um, when we talk to Dave Canales, he calls it the me to you factor, right? Can you throw the ball from me to you? Like wherever you are, like whatever you're, whether it's a, a hitch or a, a stick route, an out route or, or a dig, whatever that throw is, can you make the throw from me to you? That's like the number one thing, right, for a quarterback. And, and that's frankly where Richardson has struggled. He completed less than, what, 55% of his passes at Florida, um, he would go long stretches without completions in games. And you just simply can't do that at the next level. And for that reason, I, I think teams will be a little wary of him. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to go in the first round. And I think he's going to go maybe in the top, I don't know, top 12. I don't think he's going to make it to 19. And if he did, I wonder what the Bucks would do. I, d- I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback with the first overall pick. But, you know... Wouldn't that be something to have two Florida Gator quarterbacks? It is a position of need, and if the best player available at that at nineteen is a quarterback that you've you know rated at maybe a top Mm fifteen, top twelve, whatever, you have to consider it. It's it's the most important position on your team. No question. The value of the position is what drives the pick, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And typically, 
the closer to the ball you are, if you're not a quarterback, the more valuable you are in general, right? Um, because the offensive defensive line and you kind of go from there. Bucks need a lot of things, man. And we don't, we still don't know. Like I said, they've got major decisions to make on guys like Donovan Smith on guys like Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, I don't think Ryan Suckup is going to be back on this team. I don't think Cam Braid's going to be back on this team. So they, they've got to have some holes, and especially in the defensive backfield, you know, you don't know what's going to happen to Jamal Dean. You'd like to franchise him perhaps, but you got to get under the cap, $55, 56000000 million over. Um, a lot of deals have to be reworked. Players have to be released. So Mike Greenberg might be the most valuable guy, again, just in trying to get them cap compliant and then trying to figure out which of their 23 free agents they can keep. And there are a bunch of them they'd like to keep. So, you know, all those things are are really important and, uh, and going to be going on in Indianapolis and over the next couple of weeks. Like I said, by the time we get to March 15th, we'll have a much better idea of what this football team is going to look like. Now, I, I don't know that the Bucks are going to be in it for those first couple day free agents, right? They'll talk to everybody during those three days. They'll figure out who they want back, who they can get back, who has to be released, all of that. And usually, if you're going to be a free agent, um, if you didn't franchise a guy like Jamel Dean, he's going to want to go into free agency now. You know, like these guys get this far and they're like, let me see what's out there. Let me see what if I'm right about my value. Let me see what my value is. And then I can always resign with my former team if that's the way it's going to go. The team's bent would be let's get this done now, give save us some money in the first year on the salary cap of a new deal, uh, lock you up, don't let you go take those visits and make those trips because we may not get you back. So it's a real tough challenge. But for the Bucks, they can't sign anybody until they can get cap compliant and then create space to sign at least one or two free agents, including Levante David. And they got some guys they really want back. I just don't know how many they'll get back and don't know how many they'll add from outside either. But uh, this is intriguing, man. This is going to be – this team is – they say reload. I say rebuild. I mean, you know, potato, potato. Uh, the league doesn't care. You know, the division doesn't care. No one has a quarterback in the South. Like, it's it's really there for the taking if you can if you can just construct it the right way. And so it's a challenge for Jason Light that he hasn't had for the last couple of years. last three years, it's been about how do we get across the finish line with Tom Brady, right? We've got the guy. We've got the goat. Now what can we put around him to make that happen? And they did make it happen the first year. Came very close the second year. And then last year there was a lot of reasons, uh, including Tom Brady's off-field off stuff with his divorce and whatnot, that just changed the dynamics of the team. But now now we're going to find out over these next couple weeks, you know, how much can they go for it, right? Who are their free agent quarterback um, options really, right? Is Baker Mayfield or is it? Derek Carr, right? Like, where are you? Or could you even get that, right? Is it Jacoby Brissett? Is it, uh, you know, any number of, of backup veterans, right? Andy Dalton, like, where are you, where are you headed with this? Um, and there will be competition for Kyle, but the, like I wrote the story the other day and we talked about it on the podcast, they told candidates came in, coming in for the interviews, um, you know, including Dave Canales that look, look, we need to find out what we have in Trask. Like our, our goal is to say, okay, let's see what we got in this guy. Can he be our starter? We drafted him in the second round for a reason. He's been here for two years. He's worked his butt off. He gets a shot. He's going to get his shot. Now, we're going to bring in some veterans. No question. We, need, we only have one quarterback. We've got to have three or four for camp. So we're bringing in guys to compete, not just to you know give him the job. But 
he's going to get a good look at it because we need to know. You know, we we took the guy. This was our plan was to bring him along slowly. And if for nothing nothing else, he sat at the hand of Blaine Gabbert and more importantly Tom Brady, watched those guys operate, saw the corrections they made each week and during the game, and he should have gotten a great education about how to play in this league. And a lot of quarterbacks don't have that option. They're forced into playing right away. Um, so, you know, this is going to be interesting time for him, interesting time for the Bucks, and you can check it all out on the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com because I'll be pumping it out, especially Tuesday. I think it's 12.15-ish, if memory serves, that uh, Jason Light will talk to us, and then around 1 o'clock, Todd Bowles goes on the podium, and we'll get them off to the side as well about any number of things. It's kind of annoying, to be honest with you. Like, I like the combine. I've been going for years. Uh, don't like the weather. But uh, we have to travel a long way to talk to two guys who are 20 minutes away <laughs> over there at one buck place. But for some reason, it's like, yeah, you know what? They want to wait until they go to the combine to talk to anybody about. Because Jason Light hasn't addressed 2022, right? Much yeah. less talked about what they're going to do in 2023. So it's kind of like... It sounds like Super Bowl Radio Row. You have to go all the way out to the Super Bowl just to talk yeah. to people from Tampa Bay. <laughs> I know, right? Not that that ever happens, but yeah. Eh. Talk to Ira Coffin. He has got to go out there to talk to him. He's a voter, right? Yeah, hey, absolutely. I think Ronnie's getting in. He's getting in, Ronde. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, it should be fun. And uh, like I said, we'll have plenty of news out there. We've got some mailbag questions you guys have been sending in. Do we even get to those tonight, Steve? We're no, no, we'll, we'll hold, hold those, and we'll also talk some baseball this week. Uh, some oh of the my rule God. changes, and uh, oh my God, we had a uh, walk-off pitch clock <laughs> thing that nobody understood <laughs> and knew. <laughs> it was so bad, but but it was good that it was bad because now everybody kind of knows what they're dealing with. Yeah, uh, looked like maybe the batter or maybe the pitcher took too much time. It was a bases loaded walk, and then it was like, no, man. The hitter wasn't ready, and you're out. <laughs> it was like a punch out without a pitch. Oh, my God. I got some thoughts about this. This is not good for the game, folks. It's just not going to be. There's one rule I love and two that I, can't, that I don't get, and we can talk about that um, you know, during the course of the week. So yep. got lots going on, so keep it right here. Uh, it was a busy weekend, busy weekend for the Lightning, obviously. They'll continue on. Um, and then, yeah, free agency. This is the time of year where I, you know, the NFL has something every month now. And uh, it starts with the combine. It, it melds into free agency in March, which then melts into the draft uh, at the end of April. You'll have the NFL owners meetings. Like there's something going on almost to July, July 4th weekend. So uh, we'll be busy. That's for sure. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back on tomorrow to talk to you about more combine stuff, I'm sure, and anything else that's going on in Tampa Bay sports on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.